This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Greetings, everyone. You're kicking life guru, Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Wow, wow, wow. The hits just keep on coming, baby. We've got another special guest, and this gentleman is a repeat offender, means he's been on the show a handful of times, and I'm so very grateful, so very honored, and it's one of my personal mentors and extremely good friends, and that's Kyoshi Dave Kovar. Kyoshi, how are you, sir? Hey, great. Thanks for being on the, thanks for having me on the, on the, your podcast. Always a pleasure. Wow. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Well, you're, uh, you're on the East Coast this week, huh? Helping out doing some things with uh, some sister schools, I guess. Yeah. I've got a series of seminars that I'm doing this week. So yeah, busy times. All good. Awesome. Awesome. And a busy time of the year because we've got uh, the biggest ProMac event coming up here in just a couple weeks. And, of course, uh, any show, any time uh, that you're going to have a group like we're going to have at this ProMac event, and I'll let you talk about it in just a second here, takes, I mean, hours and hours and months and months and years of planning, and you've brought it together here. It's the ProMac East Meets West, the international event. Would you like to tell our audience a little bit about that, sir? Well, this is our second year doing a combined event. Our, our ProMac program is something we've been doing for a really long time, almost a couple of decades. But we do an event on the East Coast uh, four times a year and in the, in the West Coast four times a year. And last year we decided, let's do one of these together. So we picked Denver, and, of course, we did it last April, and it, was, it worked out really well. And so this is our second year there, and it's going to be from May 4th through the 6th. And we have, you know, high-level martial artists and speakers from – you know, all over the country and actually outside the country as well attending. It's going to be a really fun event. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, uh, tell and I understand I understand you're speaking at that event as well. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a mishap and somebody misprogrammed. I'm not sure what happened, but I'm very grateful and honored. <laughs> Oh, we're happy to have you on the list. Uh, thank you very much. That means a lot to me. And uh, uh, as our listeners know, I, I talk about you all the time on the air, and it's so great to hear your voice again. And our listeners hear it, that all the great things you've done, not only to impact my life in such a positive manner, but the thousands upon thousands of people that you don't even know, don't even see, that you know have a direct impact from the people that you've trained, that you've prepared, that you've worked with, and just kind of continuously spreading that message of, you know, generally what martial arts you know, should be about, but sometimes it gets lost in translation there about the life skills, about the character development, just about making our society a better place to live. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. It's, a, it's really, I'm honored to be a part of the industry. We, you know, we uh, really, martial arts addresses a lot of issues that people of all age face. And I, of course, I'm a little biased and I know you would agree with me, but I think everybody should train in martial arts. And, uh, uh, in order for that to happen, us instructors have to do the very best job possible. So uh, otherwise, you know, we're not going to attract the students that really need us. Absolutely. And 
uh, your we got your instructor creed, your master mindsets, which we'll touch on in just a second here. But um, one of the principles you often talk about is, you know, we don't teach good classes, we teach great classes. And it's just that little extra push to do a little bit more, that extra planning, that preparation, that preparing, putting in the thought, teach this class like it's the most important class I'll ever teach. Boom, that's a mindset, that's a principle. And you know, you continue to say those things long enough, it's like planting the right seeds. You plant onions, well, you're not gonna get uh, you know, a strawberry or refreshing fruit on the other end, you're gonna get an onion. But however you plant the strawberries, you plant something positive, you plant something motivating, then of course that's gonna come out on the other end as well. Yes, sir, absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Good stuff. So uh, Mastery Mindsets, I know when you're on the show, you talk about those a lot. And, and obviously, I've had the pleasure of, of, well, becoming good friends with you and seeing you over the past four or five years, uh, <laughs> probably more than anybody else in the, the martial arts industry, which I'm so honored. But uh, it's planting those right seeds. With the Mastery Mindsets, in, in when you put those together, um, have have... I don't know, have they changed over the years? I know the same concepts, but have you changed the way of presenting them to kind of attract a bigger audience, even outside the martial arts community? Well, you know, for me, they were, you teach what you most need to hear. And, uh, and I, I uh, several years back, really, and, and, and my mastery mindset's kind of evolved over time, right? Things that I felt like I could do a better job of. And, and they're, they're pretty obvious uh, when, when you hear them. They, they, they make sense, but they're, they're not always easy to do. And so what I did is I, I kind of said, okay, man, you know, how do I want to view the world? You know, what, what, what's important to me? What's going to help me evolve as a person and have the most impact possible? And, and so I started kind of thinking of different mindsets. And so I came up with nine, you know, that, that make up the mastery mindsets. And, uh, and uh, the first one is, is uh, we call it, I can, I will. And it, it's it's really about attitude and belief and commitment. It's it's like how often have we doubted our ability to do things, right? Yep. And uh, and so it's the starting point with this one is anytime you you, you feel doubt popping into your head, uh, the whole intention with this is just to kind of say, wait a second, I can do it and I will do it. And so I'll use it like for example, man, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if I if I should have a, an apple instead of a Snickers bar. So the first mastery mindset is I can, I will, and it's about attitude and belief and commitment. It's it's uh, how often have we allowed ourselves to you know really cast doubt on, on on things that we're striving towards, and and so the whole intention with this is the next time you know you hear yourself saying oh I don't know if I can do this or not, uh, the response is I can do it and I will do it. Right? For an example, it might be oh I don't know if I can exercise today. I'm so tired. Well, boom, I can and I will. Right? It's it's it's, it's it's you kind of keeping yourself on track. So that's the first one. The second one is this challenge will make me stronger. And the whole concept of this challenge will make me stronger is, is that, you know, we all have challenges that we face. And uh, sometimes you can look back on your life and you can know that, that almost every challenge you've been through, you're a better person because of it. The issue is when you're going through those challenges, it doesn't, you don't always feel like that's the case. And so, uh, how many times in our life have we given advice to a friend when they're having a hard time saying, you know, you're going to get through this and you're going to be better for it, but it's different when it's, when it's us. Well, so the mastery mindset, this challenge will make me stronger is when you find yourself in the heat of the moment, a bad time, and you know, oh, why is this going on? If you can get yourself, you know, think, you know what, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be stronger because of it. It helps you objectify the situation and, and, and in the process kind of put a less emotion into it and get through it. Fantastic. 
And uh, you want me to go down the list? I'll keep going. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds great, sir. And, and, and our audience have, have heard the list before many times, but I don't know if they've heard the in-depth definition of everyone, and especially coming from the man who kind of created those. So this is a blessing and a well, treat for all of us. <laughs> they're, they're, universal, they're universal concepts. You know, I, I just put them together in my own words, right? They've been around forever. So yeah. the third one is I deflect negative energy. And the concept with this is the ability to not let the emotions of others affect you. Now, that's easy to say, hard to do, but worthy of the challenge. And, you know, we've, how many times have we had been around somebody that's incredibly negative and spewed negativity our direction? And what's important for us to remember is it's really not about us. They're having a bad day, right? I mean, if you cut an orange and you squeeze it, what do you get? You get orange juice, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And, and, and so when someone's angry, it, it's, it's really, you know, if it, it's them, it's not you. And so if you can objectify and someone's negative your way, if you can think, wow, they're having a bad day versus taking it personal. I remember as a kid learning, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. It's actually pretty good advice, right? It's not bad. Yeah, a lot, a lot of so, things we learned as a kid is pretty good advice that we often forget as adults. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, and it's also about going out of your way to try to avoid as much negativity as, as possible. Like, if you're watching uh, you know, news six hours a day, I promise you, you're not going to be at your best. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, as Tony Robbins says, stand guard at the door of your mind, right? Try to, try to keep as much negative stuff out as possible. Yeah, no. and And, of course... Our guests yeah. here us talk all the time about, uh, you know, the news. It, it, they don't care about you. All they care about is pushing an agenda. All they care about is ratings. All they care about is the dollars they're getting. So they're going to focus on the two things that your mind is attracted to. And, you know, that's fear, <laughs> the unknown, and then uh, how crazy the world's becoming. So they're going to keep throwing those things at you so you'll keep glued into it. And like you said, that, that's not good. You're planting the wrong seeds. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. You know, genetically... Uh, being open and listening to bad news is what's helped us survive as a species. You know, like, if there's a village that's, uh, you know, on the other side of the mountain, uh, it's important for me to hear, what, what is that? They might attack us? You know, so we've kind of got, uh, or when the dog barks in the middle of the night, you know, we wake up like, oh, you know, someone trying to break in the house. That is actually a survival mechanism. Yeah, so absolutely. there's a purpose for it. But what's happened is it's been manipulated in this day and age uh, to where, uh, you know, to, 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 for what you said, you know, to... Uh, they keep the, the, the station on, on the, they keep the ratings high, they, they know that's going to attract us. So, so the, the opposite of that, the next mastery mindset is, it's just the opposite. It's, it's, I attract positive energy. I accept positive energy. And the concept with this is that you try to surround yourself in environments that, you know, where you, there's a positive vibe, where you feel good about yourself. You know, and that's what we've tried, what's trying to do in our martial arts schools, right? Yeah, it, it really creates this really positive vibe, this positive environment. And it's such a basic thing, but we forget. You're around a bunch of excited, motivated, positive people. Guess what? It, it wears off on you. Absolutely. Uh, my older brother's favorite line, my older brother Tim, who has been a really good mentor of mine, you know, he said to die, I think it's a biblical quote, actually, to die dies the dyer's hand. You, you know, you, you, roll with, you, you sleep with dogs, wake up with fleas, however the phrase is, right? <laughs> well, you, 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 you mingle with the turkeys, you're going to become a turkey. If you soar with the yeah, eagles, you you're going to be an eagle, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to be said about that, yeah. Absolutely. And so the next one, moving on, is, is, is this is a tricky one. This is a hard one for most people, and it's I remain calm even in challenging situations. You know, and it's the importance of using everyday adversity as a way to develop mental toughness. Like, uh, for example, today, stuck in traffic, okay? If, if that's the case, man, 
I, I, if, if I can't be calm in that pressure, in, in that circumstance, how could I possibly expect to be calm when something is life-threatening, right? So uh, it, 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 it's, it's such a basic concept, but when little things come up, can you maintain your composure? One of my favorite quotes comes from a, uh, uh, a gentleman named uh, Ben Zoma, who was like a first-century rabbi, and, and uh, he, you know, he had, a, he had uh, these questions. If you can answer these questions correctly, it would really help you evolve into the best person you can be. And one of them is, who is a mighty person? And the answer is, one who has control of their emotions and can make friends of their enemies. And, and so that's what we're talking about here, being calm under pressures, having control of your emotions. It doesn't mean you don't get angry. It's just, what do you do when you get angry? You know, do you, do you uh, lose, get used to your composure, or are you able to channel it correctly and, and, you know, and keep yourself from doing something silly until you calm down? Now, fantastic. And, and one of the things uh, you mention often is uh, the balance thing. Try standing on one foot and being angry at the same time. <laughs> you want to elaborate it, on that real quick? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a, uh, uh, there's a the quote, concentrate on your balance, lose your upset. Concentrate on your upset, lose your balance. And what that refers to is that literally physical balance and emotional upset are like oil and water. They don't mix. And when you are upset emotionally, your physical balance isn't as good. So if you find yourself like stuck at the grocery store and you're in the wrong line and you're in a hurry to get out of there and you're starting to stress a little bit, stand on one foot. And one of two things happens. Number one is you'll have terrible balance and you'll keep on putting that foot down. Or number two is you'll have to focus on your balance and you will feel your upset dissipate. It may not completely disappear, but it'll be completely under control. And, and if, you're, if you're listening and you haven't tried it, you're going to doubt me until you try it, and you're going to see what happens. Yeah. And so it's, it's a great uh, kind of a, a refocus point when you're a little stressed. So friends in your car, don't try that now, but the next time you're at the grocery store, give it a shot, or next time you're waiting at an airport or whatever the case may be, give it a shot, and you'll be surprised about how much faster that line starts to move because <laughs> you're not focused yeah, on how, right. how slow it is. <laughs> and guess what else? You're, you're, you know, you're maintaining your balance, and, and that's one of the things to go as you age. You know, how many people... Do we know, do you know, that I know that, that as they got older, they fell because they lost their balance and uh, they ended up breaking their hip or, you know, their knee or and all of a sudden end of career, you know, wheelchair the rest of their life, right? Yep. And so really it's one of those things from a, a standpoint of, of physicality that we ought to really put into our, uh, we, you know, our, our fitness routine, our, our health routine uh, is, uh, is, uh, is our balance. Yeah, and, and share with the listeners something you often do with your balance, just to challenge yourself with your shoes and stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Such an important thing. And, and uh, uh, you know, if we can do that, it, it, it makes us kind of live mindfully, too. You know, the, the whole name of the game, and I'll keep going with the Mastery Mindset. i got a few more, but, but for me, the whole name of the game is not to be the best on the planet, but to be your best and to be better than you were a year ago, right? Yep. And the only way that happens is you kind of have to live on purpose. You have to be kind of paying attention to what's going on, observing what's going on, and, and, and what, you know, how you respond and, and how you can improve and looking for teachable moments. And once you kind of decide that and ask yourself the right question, it's amazing how many teachable moments will come up in your life on a daily basis. Sure, sure. And the uh, I guess they got the the viewers are listening here. What you do with the shoes? You try and take your shoes and socks off and tie your shoes and socks by standing on one leg, just to kind of continuously do that balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I know that's funny. I don't know if you do that. I do that. You know, <laughs> almost every day I, I will I will put my shoes and socks on on one foot, standing on one foot, 
And uh, I just because it really forces you to go internal. It really forces you to kind of get be calm and, and clear-headed. And uh, it takes a while. If you've not done it before, you'll find it tricky. But eventually it becomes easier. And, and, uh, and it's just, I think it's a... Now, all of a sudden, putting your shoes on can be a teachable moment. Absolutely, just like you said there. And it's one of those things I used to do, and I felt like I'm the only one on the planet doing it. And then I heard you talk about it. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> What's it going to hurt? <laughs> Get back to doing it again. It's that teachable moment. Yes, sir. Absolutely wonderful. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, well, moving on. Yes, the, sir. The next mastery mindset is my word is law. And, of course, I know you're very familiar with this. And the concept of my word is law is it's kind of like what uh, – uh, uh, Don Michael, Michael Ruse, who wrote like, The Four Agreements, his first word is be impeccable with your word, the first concept, but, but it's the first agreement. Well, my word is law has to do with uh, really making it a point to stick to your commitments. If you commit to doing something, uh, you, you stick to it. And what happens a lot of times, what we tend to do is we tend to make unrealistic commitments. You know, yeah, sure, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, and, and you know when you're got, you're really not going to do that, right? And so the whole intention is if you, if you tell someone you're going to be somewhere at noon tomorrow, don't say it if you can't do it, right? If you don't think you can do it, you, don't, you say you can't do it. But if you, it, once you say it, then you commit to being there. And, and, that, and it's also about being true with your commitments to yourself. And what happens when you practice this, you end up saying no to a lot more things, but at the end of the day, you get a lot more done. And, and this is how you develop self-discipline. At the end of the day, you know, how do you improve yourself this way? You make commitments and you keep them. And, and the key to that is very small commitments. Let's imagine, for example, I haven't worked out in years and I know I need to start being more health conscious and start working out. And, and if I tell myself, all right, I'm going to get up an hour early and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to weight train heavy for, you know, an hour. Well, guess what? No, you're not. It <laughs> might happen a day, a day or two. But in almost every case, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to keep that routine. However, if you say, all right, man, I've got to get in better shape. I, I need to really get this going. I'm going to get up five minutes early, and I'm going to walk around the block once, and I'm going to commit to doing that for a week. Now that's a realistic goal. A week goes by, and you say, now I'm going to get up 15 minutes early, and I'm going to walk around the block twice, and I'm going to do 10 push-ups, and I'm going to commit to that for a week. Guess what happens? A year goes by, and you're, you're, you're a beast. You're up an hour early training hard, right? Because you ease yourself into it. You set yourself up for success. Absolutely. Small little daily disciplines go a long way. And, 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 you know, in this instant gratification world, we want it now. And, you know, we, we've spoke about this many times. You know, just because you could do something doesn't mean, you know, it's been 20 years. You're not going to be able to jump right into doing it again. It's going to take a little while, but it took you 20 years to get in the shape you're in right now. So it's going to take a little right, while exactly. to get in better shape. Excellent. Exactly. And it's all about direction, you know, uh, and those of you guys, if people that are listening that, that are aging, you know, we're all aging, right? What am I saying? Of course. Uh, Every day. We're older now than we started the podcast a few minutes ago, right? <laughs> yes, but, uh, sir. Uh, it, it, it's like, you know, you, you forget about, don't compare yourself to where you were. Actually, I'm going to get there. I, I, that, that, that's the next one. The next mastery mindset is I'm, I'm running my own race. Yes, sir. And I'm running my own race is about not comparing yourself with other people, just doing your own thing. And also, not comparing, comparing yourself with the younger version of yourself, uh, you know, because it's, it's never a fair race. You know, it's never a fair comparison. So, really, it's about what can you do now, what can you do going forward, you know, how can you uh, uh, improve. And I know as a martial artist, and you can vouch for this, too, because you've been doing this a really long time, there may be certain things that you, you're doing now, maybe that, that you can't do now, that you could do relatively easy 15 or 20 years ago. And... Uh, and if you, if you dwell on that, it can be disheartening. But instead, you focus on the things you still can do, right? 
and uh, and that that and there's always ways uh, like in martial arts, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of like you can get uh, you know the sneaky old man good, right? Where you kind of learn how to be more efficient with your movement. This morning I was trained with a friend of mine named Carl, the Silver Fox Prophet. He's a real high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner. And he's a couple years younger than me, but that puts him in his mid-50s. And this guy is still, like, training with the 25-year-old beasts, right, on wow. a regular basis. But but what he what he's done is he's really learned how to economize his movements. And so he he's able to use very little muscle and very little effort to get great results because it's, it's the definition of wisdom. The definition of wisdom is maximum results with minimum effort. And, and so that's really the concept with what we want to strive towards as we get older. How can we improve uh, and, and get more accomplished in a shorter period of time and don't worry about what other people are doing or what we used to be able to do. Just, just, just strive on what we still can do. So well, I just want to make sure, I know you've said it twice now, I wrote it in my notes, I want to make sure I wrote it right. Uh, wisdom, the definition of wisdom is maximum results with minimum efforts, and that comes through experience, right? Just having the, uh, the experience of being a little seasoned, being a little bit older and developing that wisdom. Yeah, you know, the wisdom, uh, that only also comes when you do it on purpose. Like, how many guys do you know, how many people do you know that aren't any wiser than they were when they're... In high school, you know, like, <laughs> I know, I know, I have a lot of friends. They'll say, "I have 30 years experience teaching martial arts," but they're not any better than they were 30 years ago. They really have one year of experience that they've repeated 30 times, yes, right? Sir. <laughs> so, you know, how do you get that wisdom? Is by paying attention, right? Uh, and then, so the last mastery mindset is, uh, I have so much to be thankful for. It's you know, it's very, it's very cliche, right? Having an attitude of gratitude. But you know, what I think is interesting. Anytime you hear something that's cliche, probably means there's some, it's got some value. It's real, you know. You ought to listen. But, but, and, and it's really about. So often we spend our time thinking about the three percent of our life that isn't right versus the ninety-seven percent that is right. And you know, it's it's amazing when you cultivate that attitude of gratitude. You know how how much better everything flows for you. So those are my nine mastery mindsets, and, and you know, I, I'm working on them all the time. I've got a long ways to go, but I am better but for, uh, than I was. And the whole idea with this is that, once again, it helps me just to kind of live on purpose. Fantastic. I mean, I think uh, before I heard you talk about, you know, you go to the refrigerator in the morning, and, you know, the odds are you've got just, you know, cold milk in there. You've got orange juice. You've got anything and everything you could ever want but yet you focus on something that you don't have. Maybe you're out of eggs or maybe, <laughs> you know what, uh, the, the, your kid left the bacon out or something. So instead of focusing on the what you do have, we tend to focus on what we don't have. And uh, just having that mindset will change that. Hey, just be grateful for what I have here. And it's tough, just like anything yeah, else. Okay. Easier said than done, but you can do it. Yes. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's all about uh, – uh, you know, just as, as you're doing, and I really respect what you're doing both in your school and with your podcast, is you know, you're, you're trying to, it's, it's amazing when you're helping others how good you feel about yourself. You know, I had one of my uh, uh, black belts, uh, her name was Dr. Jude, and she was a doctor of sociology that taught at the university in Sacramento, at Sacramento State University, and, and she actually, when she grew up in India, and she actually worked alongside Mother Teresa oh uh, when she was in graduate school. And, and she said one time something to the effect that she said, oh, uh, you know, Mother Teresa, you are such an amazingly, uh, you know, uh, selfless person. You, you, it's amazing. She goes, no, she goes, Mother Teresa stopped her and said, no, I'm one of the selfish, most selfish people that you'll ever meet. I do this because it makes me feel good about myself. And it was like, oh, interesting concept, you know, and it's so true. You know, when you, you want to feel like if you're, let's just say that somebody's, uh, 
uh, is suffering from uh, depression and they don't want to get uh, they don't want to get uh, uh, medicated. Okay, so what most uh, psychologists or psychiatrists will prescribe is exercise, practice gratitude, and service. And, and that, that those are those are things that are very holistic ways to get you out of your funk. So, you know, anybody on, that's listening, the man, you're having a hard time, you're kind of trying to find your purpose, or you're feeling overstressed, man, go serve somewhere, help somebody. And it's amazing how much better you'll feel when you do that. Absolutely. And then you're 1,000% right. Uh, the I wrote an article recently uh, for Martial Arts Magazine. It was Humility versus Ego. And uh, I never wanted to think I had an ego, but... Chance it did, and that ego was more of just kind of, uh, I, I don't know, it was more of me, self-serving me. I need students, I need this, I need that, as opposed to the humble side, what can I learn and who can I help? And by doing that, and it wasn't an easy coin to flip or an easy, uh, if you will, I had a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, foundation built up there, garbage. So it took a little bit to build it out of there, but every single time, and folks, you know that when you smile, not only does it make you feel good, make somebody else feel good, and you're willing, you want to smile again. Well, you go a step further. You know, maybe like Kyoshi said there, volunteer someplace at a homeless shelter, or even if you have kids in school, go to their school and help out in the cafeteria. All those things, seeing those smiling faces, and you're doing something for someone else, and it gives back. That's a great perspective. Mother Teresa said she's the most selfish person on yeah. the planet. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, man, it's it's like uh, uh, sometimes back to that last mastery mindset, and I know you do it. You've got this great attitude of gratitude, and that's something that I'd like to think I have. But you know, it's an ongoing battle. You got to work at it every day. You yes, got to get up, and that's why I'm such a big fan of the, of really having a really clear morning routine, so I can really set my day. You know, uh, uh, and. And just, I want to give you one last thing. I know it's getting close to wrap-up time, I, and there's, I, I've got a new favorite word. Can I share it with you? Absolutely. And, and the new favorite word is savor. Now, when you think about the word savor, what do you think? Savor the flavor. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it brings you into the moment with a really sense of gratitude. For me, it's like savor the moment. You know, whatever yes. it is that you're doing, it, 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 you know, it's kind of like, you know, you... Uh, you go home and you, you, you're you really hungry for this great dessert and you realize that, that the all's left is one chocolate chip cookie, you know, and you're, you're counting on a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, what do you do? You sit down and you take a small bite of that cookie and you just savor it, right? Versus uh, scouring it down if you had 12. And and, I, and that's kind of, I, 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 that's, that's, I, for me, it's a, a great word to bring me into the moment with a sense of appreciation and gratitude. Yeah, Wow. Wow, folks, write that down, which it's kind of almost ties into the, the definition of Satori, right? The, being in the moment? Absolutely. Would you mind yes, sharing sir. that again? Well, the traditional definition of Satori is, is a moment of enlightenment or a moment of deep understanding. Uh, for us, it's the name of our schools, and for us, it re, we kind of modify the, uh, the, the definition a little bit. It, it, it refers to being in the moment at your best, and it refers to that present state of consciousness when you have mental clarity, physical energy, and emotional calm. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, being in the zone, basically. And, you know, the key to high performance is energy fuel from positive emotions. So our ability... Uh, to, uh, you know, be present-focused and, and present-focused but not angry. You know what I'm saying? In the moment, yep. at your worst, that's a whole different person, right? And uh, and so, you know, that, that the word savor, savor really sums that up. It kind of helps you get there. 
So we've got to do this. I'm just going to recap here, folks. So the next time we want to be in the moment, but we're in the moment and we're frustrated. We stand on one leg to be balanced. <laughs> so we're in the moment of concentrating on our balance. So we lose our anger. And in the midst of doing that, the line somehow miraculously gets a little bit uh, shorter. So there we go. Savor the flavor, savor right. the balance, savor the moment. How about all that? Well, Kyoshi, I know you're in a rush here. You're uh, on the East Coast helping out, uh, doing the wonderful things you do. Um, quickly, if you could, I would like for you to share a couple of things that you do with the, uh, the boot camps. I know you do a business boot camp, which you've done at our academy, and an instructor boot camp you've done at our academy. So if you want to share with our martial arts friends out there uh, what those are about and what the steps they need to take in order to possibly set one of those up, or I know you've got one coming up in Chicago here soon what uh what they could get out of those yeah well you know you can go to cobarsystems.com and and see kind of the schedule so uh, uh those events are targeted more towards professional martial artists and the business boot camp is really things that that people can do school owners and instructors can do to keep their retention strong train the next team and then get generate new members and of course in the instructor boot camps we really stress how they can maximize their floor presence. And, and you know, it's, uh, I find them, I always learn every time I give one, and, and they seem to be uh, valuable to the participants. And like I said, I, we do them all over the country, uh, pretty regular. So you can go to covarsystems.com for, for details. And, and uh, I just wish you the best of luck, ongoing luck with your podcast. And I know I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last little thing, uh, the big ProMac event, uh, let's uh, one last push on that, and I'll talk about it once you get off the air on on how you know the amazing speakers are going to be there. But uh, one last little shout out, they can find that on uh, Kovar Systems as well. Absolutely, just go to events, and it'll be right there. Fantastic. Well, Kyoshi, thank you so much for taking the time. As always, a true pleasure, true honor, and I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks in Denver. All right. Thanks for thanks for having me on the phone, and and it's my pleasure. And everybody, have a great day. Take care. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Fantastic, as always. And, you know, if you tuned in last week, we had uh, uh, Leon Rogers and Mr. Jeff Goodell from – Jamie Goodell, I'm sorry, from Century Martial Arts. And then this week, Kiyoshi Kovar, who's been on the podcast several times. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know what? If you were driving in your car – Maybe get home, rewind this thing, listen to it again, and take some notes. I know I, I've known Kiyoshi for some time now, and I still have a, two pages of notes here on just in the master mindsets. I've been fortunate enough to know those for, for a while now. Matter of fact, the first time I met Kiyoshi in 2012, he ended out a card with the mastery mindsets and uh, the instructor's creed on there. And that's something we have our students do every, or I'm sorry, our instructors. And then also our TNT, which are teacher and training, they read those before every class, just planting the right seeds. And I'll tell you, we had uh, kind of slipped a little bit. You know, we had just, oh, we got them, we got them, and we weren't reading them. And you could almost feel a little difference in the class presence. It's crazy, but it's the same thing. You plant the right seeds, but you continue to nurture and cultivate those right seeds. You're going to get a nice product on the other end. And it's those little bitty things. So those mastery mindsets are important. They're valuable. And they also help in everyday life. So even if you're not into martial arts, boy, oh, boy, think about those. I can, I will. This challenge will make me stronger. Yeah, think about those things. I accept negative energy. I deflect. Uh, I accept. I deflect negative energy. I got it backwards there. I deflect negative energy. I accept positive energy. I remain calm even in challenging situations. I'm running my own race. My word is law, and I bring value to all my relationships. Bang, boom, bing. That it's amazing. And and another thing, uh, Kyoshi briefly touched on was cultivating that mindset that the best years are ahead of us. And oftentimes, and I am plenty guilty of this. 
of living in the past, living in the past. And that's kind of almost, I mentioned about ego and humility. Living in the past is all about, oh man, I used to be able to do this. Oh, when I was in high school or when I was in college or when I was younger. Okay, that's great. But if we spend too much time living in the glory days, and I do like that song by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Truth be told, when I first heard that song, I was in high school and I thought, man, I guess one of these days I am going to be older. Poof. And then suddenly, I'm, magically, I, <laughs> I'm no longer in high school. I'm 47 years old and what the heck. But I still get a kick out of that song. But my point is, if we're, li- yeah, a squirrel, right? Everybody's like, what the heck? Listeners, you know how I am. <laughs> anyway, if we're living too much in the past, too much in the glory days there, we're not absorbing the beauty of what's going on right here, right now, right? The present, the present. And what we're doing today in the present to prepare for a better future. And that's a mindset. Develop that mindset that the best years are ahead. Why? Because I've learned from my experiences in the past. And yeah, I can still talk about those glory days, but don't get too wrapped up in them because I almost bet they weren't as great as we want to make them out to be. Maybe they were, I don't know, but probably not. But here's the deal. We can learn from those, good or bad, and we can start cultivating or planting and then cultivating, nurturing the right seeds to have a better future. That's it. And as Professor Brandon Blee so often talks about, who, you know, he's another one of my mentors, good friend, and he's on quite a few different podcasts. He said, imagine this. Imagine, and we often do this, where we focus so much on the past that we forget not only about what's going on now, the beauty of everything that's happening right here, right now, but we're totally, totally neglecting the future because we're not in the moment here. And he, uh, the example he gave on one of the previous podcasts was, imagine this, imagine you're straddling uh, uh, the, the, the future, or no, sorry, I'm sorry, you're straddling the present, and the present's like a sidewalk right now, the path that you're on now, but you're straddling that. Your left leg is standing in the past. Your right leg is standing in the future. So you're neither here nor there, but all you are doing, and this was his words, which I thought were great, you're peeing on the present. Because you're not focused on what you have right here, right now. It's like, whoa, that was powerful. But it's true. So think about that. Cultivate the mindset. The best years are yet to come. Why? Because I'm going to utilize the experience and the knowledge and the wisdom I have from the past right now to make the future better. There you go. And we, the, the quote from Mother Teresa there, how about that? Think about that, folks. She, when, uh, <laughs> she self-proclaimed the most selfish person in the world because she gets so much out of helping others. And you hear me talk about this all the time. And that's what the whole Kick and Life show is all about. You know, I want to inspire, I want to empower, I want to motivate you to believe in yourself. Because, you know, not if, but when life kicks our butt, as it often does, as it will. I want to be there to help you get up. And then I want you to pay it forward to somebody else, help them get up. You know, I posted something on my page today. And if you're not a part of the page, it's the Kick and Life page. And then also the group is living uh, your best kick in life. Or li- yeah, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, living your best kick in life. That's right. That's the group. Holy smokes, I'd forgotten. Anyway, I posted it on there. Think about this. Think about if we had to pay or we were paid for our actions, for our words, for what we're doing. In other words, if we said something mean, negative, rude, disrespectful, we had to pay for that. If we did something rude, mean, disrespectful, we had to pay for that. 
However, and that could be anything, you know, typing up something nasty on Facebook and social media. And, 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 you know, folks, we've got our keyboard warriors out there, as we like to call them in the martial arts industry. They hide behind the keyboard and boy, oh boy, they're just, I'm not sure what their mission is. I don't know, but if they had to pay for everything they put out there, man, oh man, they'd probably be living in their mom's basement. And maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> was that rude or mean? That was a right hook of reality. Anyway, if we had to pay for those things, we'd be very selective on what we said and what we did because we know it was going to cost us. However, on the other side, if we were paid, if we were paid to be nice, to be kind, to be polite, to smile, to hold the door for somebody, to let somebody out in traffic, to pay for somebody in the car behind us in the drive through or the toll bridge, all those little bitty things, if we were paid for those things, would we do them more often? Well, yeah. And I know some of you are saying, well, but I'm not paid. Oh, hold on now. Here's the huge boom right hook reality. You are paid far more, paid with something far more valuable than currency or money. When you do nice things, when you say nice things, when you help people out, what are you doing? You're making a deposit on your character. Yeah. You're making a deposit on becoming the wealthiest person in the world. And when I say wealthiest, I'm not talking about financial gains. I'm talking about happiness, self-fulfillment. Yeah, feeling good about that, really developing that gratitude. And the biggest thing you're doing, the biggest thing you're doing, you're investing in your own soul. Because when you do more for others, as Mother Teresa said, as Kiyoshi Dave Kovar just said, man, it comes back tenfold and you feel good about yourself. And you're also giving thanks to God who made you. Help saying thank you very much. I'm doing everything I can to utilize this talent, this gift, this, this world, this life that you've given me to do the best I can to help others become their very best, to help others believe in themselves, to help others feel better about themselves when they have a bad day. That's it. You're getting paid. Now, on the other side, when you're rude, mean, disrespectful, you know, can't smile because you're mad, you're rude to the person in the drive through you know, we all have these things. These are all challenges. We all have bad days. When you're doing that, what you're doing is <laughs> you're depleting your character. You're taking away from your character because you have to pay for it. Yeah, think about that for a second. And then your wealth bank of happiness, that's being depleted. And worse than that, you're pretty much smacking God in the face. You're disrespecting God because he's given you this gift, but you choose to be rude and mean. That's not who you're born to be. You're born to be someone special. Yeah. Everybody's different. I'm different. You're different. Kyoshi's different. You know, 7.5 billion people in the world, but yet you've got a special gift that no one else will have. And that gets right back to the mastery mindsets Kyoshi was talking about. Don't compare yourself with others. We often do that. Well, I'll never be as good looking as he is. Well, I'll never be as cool as she is. I'll never have hair like he does. That's kind of a crazy one right here. <laughs> no, we, I'll never be as tall. That was my thing when growing up. Oh, I'm always going to be short. I'm not going to be very tall. I'm not going to be as strong as him. We got to work it. I can't obviously get any taller than I am, but I can work to get stronger. But quit comparing yourself to others because it's never going to be right. You compare yourself to somebody that's better than you, you're going to feel down. You compare yourself to somebody who, you know, maybe isn't as well off as you, then you're going to feel good. But how good is that? What are your standards there? Compare yourself to the person you were yesterday. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I a better person right here, right now, today, in this moment? than I was yesterday. Heck, am I a better person today than I was five minutes ago? You know, that's what we're comparing ourselves to, your own yourself, the only person you can ever make a change in. And how you change that, that smile, that attitude of gratitude, being grateful and thankful for what you have. 
utilizing your gift. As Kiyoshi said, turning off the doggone news, getting that negative media out of your mind. As Tony Robbins mentions, plant a guard, protect your mind, protect your mind with everything you have. Don't allow somebody to plant weeds in there. Along with that, a book that I've read and I've listened to the audio book. It's kind of actually the audio book's in my uh, CD player in my car, and it's just kind of on repeat, if you will. It's The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson. And he talks about the very things that Kyoshi was talking about, the very things you've heard me talk about, those little bitty daily disciplines. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter if you're going to get in better shape going to the gym. If you try and go there, if you haven't been in the gym in a, a while, you try and go and spend an hour, two hours in the gym, Maybe that lasts a day or two, but that's going to be it. You're never going to be able to continue that. Set the goals, start off small, and then build and build and build, and a magical thing will happen. Obviously, the more you do something, the more it becomes a routine, the more it becomes a routine, the more it becomes a habit, the more it becomes a habit, the more you're going to continue doing it because it's habit is a habit now, and the more you're going to get out of it. So instead of killing yourself for two hours, you know, two days, why don't you go 5, 10, 15 minutes each day and over the course of a month, a year, you're going to see a dramatic change. Little bitty daily disciplines. And that's what it takes in anything. And if you're running a business, and I'm telling you this from firsthand experience, you know, listeners, I've been bankrupt twice, I've had a house foreclosed on, cars repossessed, I've had some health issues, all that wrapped in there. And I've always been a high strung, motivated guy, but trying to do too much too soon, it's, you know, I'm going to conquer the whole year in one day. Well, that's good to stay motivated, but however, if you try and do too much and you don't fulfill all of that, you're going you're gonna to be like, oh, dang it, dang it. You're beating yourself down. Now, it's okay to kick yourself in the butt as motivation, but what I've done in the past is beat myself down to the point where I was just flat. You know, the world knocked me down. Now, I never laid there. I got back up, but each time it got tougher and tougher. I'm telling you that because I wasn't doing the right thing as far as little bitty steps each and every day. It would be nothing, then everything, then nothing, then everything, then nothing, then everything. you got to have steady consistency. And it's not going to help you mentally, but it's going to help you feel better about yourself. You're going to get in a constant routine. And as we know, today's going to come and go. Then it's tomorrow. And here's the thing. If tomorrow does not come, then you got nothing to worry about anyway. <laughs> so focus on doing a better job today and planting those right seeds. Because even if there is no tomorrow for you, if you've done the right thing by planting the right seeds, by being the person you were born to be and helping others, your legacy will live on after you. Wow. How's that, folks? Good stuff? So before we get off the air here, I want to touch on the PROMAC event that's coming up. It stands for the Professional Martial Arts Community. And as Kiyoshi mentioned, and I've been a part of PROMAC family for a number of years now, and I'm so very grateful, so very honored that I'll actually be speaking at this event, the one in Colorado, the international event, and it's just the second time they've done this. As uh, Kiyoshi Kovar had mentioned, for the longest time they've had, and they still have this, they'll have four events on the East Coast, and then they'll have four events on the West Coast throughout the year, you know, all four seasons there. One in uh, um, spring, one in summer, one in fall, and one in winter. And they'll have it on each, each coast, so it's eight total. But what they did last year, they combined to have one big international event in Denver, Colorado. Huge success, huge event. And here's the thing, folks. The most humble people on the planet, are they're here willing to help you become better. Not only if you're a martial arts studio owner, but as a person to become a better person. That's what the life skills, and that's where I share often, you know, and, and I've always tried to be a good, optimistic, positive person, but there were a lot of negative seeds that were planted from years and years and years 
that I had to dig up. And that wasn't easy, but I was able to do it with the help, with the influence, with the impact of the people like Kyoshi, Dave Kovar, all of the friends from the Kovar Satori Academy, to, and going to these ProMac events. That has been so helpful. And it's also they've got a, um, uh, for the martial arts studio owners out there, They've got a program you can be a part of, and there's three different levels of the, uh, the ProMac, and you're, you're, you have access to the ProMac library, you have access to these ProMac events, and uh, Kyoshi has calls on there, he has training videos on there. It's an excellent, excellent program, minimal investment, and, and the reason there's an investment, because you need to have some skin in the game. It's one of those, well, I want it free. Well, free is, you know, <laughs> free and cheap will cost you far more than anything else. This is a, it's a good thing, a really good thing. Anyway, this event that's coming up, they've, I think they've already got over 300 people that have signed up to, to be here at this event. And like I said, I'm fortunate enough to be one of the speakers, so I'm very honored about that uh, beyond words. And my topic is going to be from bankruptcy to business of the year. And I'm going to talk about the steps I took, the different change in mindset, and slowly but surely, little daily disciplines over time that have led to where we are today and led to me having the podcast here, led to our studio. We own, we own the building, and we have eight classes a night now, which used to be you know, two classes two days a week. <laughs> that was all we used to have. And, uh, but it's built from there by changing the mindset, making a willingness to change, but also being around a support group and a, and a community that really, really thrives on helping you become your very, very best. And back to the true essence of what a martial artist should be. And that's the honor, the integrity, the discipline, the respect, and the life skills. Please and thank you. Yes, sir. No, sir. The respect, the values. And then, of course, all that builds that self-esteem, that self-respect, which, of course, builds that self-confidence, which is what we're looking for for everybody. And that's a huge issue we know with the world today is the lacking in self-confidence for a lot of our friends, a lot of our adults, because the world keeps beating us down, especially if you listen to the news media, making us think that the world's in the worst state it's ever been in. Folks, it's not that bad. As Kiyoshi just said, 97% of your life is probably pretty doggone good. But for whatever reason, we tend to focus on that 3%. So you want to soar with the eagles, you got to stop gobbling around with the turkeys. There it is. There it is. So last couple things, folks, uh, Kiyoshi Kovar has got three excellent books out. It's uh, Brief Moments of Clarity, wonderful book. He talks about the mastery mindsets in the book in depth, uh, really in depth uh, about those. And, of course, the beauty of having the book is you can reread it, you can highlight it, it's there uh, for you to go back to. He's also got a dad's instructor's toolbox on how to be a better dad, and this is all through his you know, experiences of being a father to two wonderful kids. And then the instructor's toolbox is just about helping you become a better martial arts instructor. But once again, it's more than just teaching punches and kicks. It's all about being a better person all around with the master mindsets, with the instructor creed, with the uh, um, the presence of, of carrying yourself in a respectful manner and making sure, you know what, you're, you're presenting health, you're presenting fitness. You need to make sure you do a good job of keeping yourself in good health and fitness as well. Boom. How was that? Bang! Right hook of reality, right? There we are. Well, folks, as always, you know, I'm, I'm just, I mean this. I, I love you. I know you're like, oh, you love me. I, I do. And I'm going to say that more and more because I realize how sacred and valuable time is and the fact that you spent your most sacred commodity listening to me. I love you for that. 
And that means I'm going to do everything I possibly can to have the best guest on the show, to deliver the best content. And you are my motivation to keep reading, to keep researching, to keep studying, to keep going to conferences, to keep watching all the motivational stuff on YouTube, which I watch every single morning, even though it drives my youngest kiddo nuts. <laughs> Dad, I do that stuff because my purpose is truly to make our, com our society, our community, we're working on it, baby, but I'm going bigger. I'm going global here, if you will. Make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering all people, kids, adults, senior citizens, everybody, with empowering them with that belief in themselves to stand up to bullying, to stand up for what is wrong, to stand up for what is right, stand up against what is wrong, stand up what is right, and be respectful. That's it. And by doing that, by collectively doing that, by us working together, by you sharing this podcast, by you subscribing, and it's free. The podcast is completely free. Listen to it. Tell your friends about it. By you going to the Kickin' Life page, that's free. Okay. Live in your best Kickin' Life group, it's free. It's all about positive content. And by the way, folks, my personal page on Facebook, I'm doing very, 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 very little with anymore. I'm running everything through the groups and the and the. Uh, uh, living your best kick in life group and the kick in life page simply because I can moderate the positivity coming out of there and I'm not inundated with the negativity. I've got, I don't know what, 40, 4,100 friends or something on Facebook. Obviously I don't, unfortunately don't half of those people or <laughs> probably far less than that, but I can't control the negativity that comes in there. However, I can control it on my page and my group and it's all positive all the time. And obviously what you plug into is what you're going to get out. Once again, you want to soar with the eagles, you got to stop gobbling around with the turkeys. So please share this, join the pages, and give me your feedback. I love hearing it. And, uh, um, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I'm going to keep doing everything I can to help you. Please pay it forward to help somebody else. And that's how we're building our tribe. And collectively, that's how we're going to make our world a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right, everyone. Like I said, thank you. I love you for spending your time with me. I'm so very honored. And uh, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, every single time, every single time you, you have a negative thought pop in your mind, do your best to get out that roundup, get rid of that thing, take a breath, stand on one leg as Kyoshi said, the balance, focus on the balance so you can help somebody else and I promise it'll come back tenfold. All right, so until we talk again, you get out there and do your best and I mean your very best at being the very best you you can be and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.